for one, look forward to Ray Paget's visits because he comes to us directly from Maine, you know, America, whereas all the other times we rub elbows with these East Coast elites. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Maine is also East Coast. It's, in fact, the most East Coast you can get geographically. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's not that elite. Ray Padgett of CoverBeesongs.com is with us, and you have uh, a theme this week. Yes, so we're doing something a little different uh, this week. The way, instead of the usual thing, we're doing the best covers of the hits of 1989. No, wait, no, what? Laurie was mentioning this earlier. Now, why? Because, of course, she's all about the 80s, but she just kind of jokingly said, yeah, that's kind of when it started to peter out. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, because it, I mean, it really was a transition year because the 90s, I mean, you know, people think about grunge or whatever, but the 90s started to become a little more not quite synthetic, but synthetic yet organic. Why 1989? So, a couple reasons. The first is that, um, so first to be clear, these are covers of the hits of 1989. These are not covers that themselves came out in 1989, which is a little different than what we've done. You know, it was just, I was noticing that, you know, there have been a bunch of anniversaries of various key albums, you know, whether it's some New Wavy or The Cure or Pixies was just, I think, this week was like the 30th anniversary of Doolittle. So I've just been listening to a lot of it. And then the second reason is that, you know, we are, um, we, there's some sort of big, there's big news in the Cover Me world, uh, the biggest news since the book for us, which is that we have launched a crowdfunding campaign on Patreon. Um, we launched it last week. And one of the prizes, you know, one of the things you get if you support us is um, these various exclusive playlists. You get playlists, you get downloads, you get newsletters, you get MP3s, um, all sorts of things. And the first sort of exclusive Patreon playlist we put together, I put together, is basically this, the best cover songs of uh, the hits of 1989. Um, so, you know, we're encouraging anyone who likes, you know, what I do on the show, what we do on the site to uh, support us. It's kind of like Kickstarter, but instead of a one-time thing, it's like a couple bucks a month rather than one big donation, kind of like a subscription. Um, and, you know, the main site will remain free, as it always has been, but there's all sorts of little special exclusives, including this first of many playlists. Um, which is the best covers of hits of 1989. So um, it's Patreon.com/slash/CoverMe. If anyone wants to check it out, it would be much appreciated. Um, I guess we'll kick off. I want to kick off with uh, Bomba Estero. Start off on a very high energy note, and also a cover of a song that just feels very 1989. <laughs> uh, this is Bomba Estero, and they're, they're they they call it Ponte Bom which probably doesn't mean anything to most people, but it is their translated cover of one of Technotronic's many beloved songs, Pump Up the Jam. Oh! 
I love Technotronic. Yakid K was so underrated. She was awesome. And my seventh grade Spanish tells me that Bomba Estero actually translates to stereo bomb. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I associate the original song. I used to go to Bulls games when I was a kid. My dad would take me, and that's like, I'm sure it still is a song they play constantly at, you know, basketball games. Um, but so that's my association. That is a, uh, Columbia, a duo from Columbia, um, and they said that basically the song, the original song was, you know, they're of that age where it was just a massive hit there while they were young, and people were, uh, covering it locally all the time, but no, no one actually knew what the lyrics were. Um, so they would just sort of do their rough translations into Spanish, often just sort of phonetically saying Spanish words that vaguely sounded like the English words, you know, but meant nothing together. So they decided to cover it uh, in an actual Spanish language, uh, and a proper, a proper translation. Um, so that came out uh, five or six years ago. If we happen to uh, suddenly go off the air it's because uh, Nick just pulled a China syndrome and just uh, spilled coffee all over the board. <laughs> <laughs> so that may be our final song of My the bad. segment. Thanks well, for tuning in. At least we went out with a bang. <laughs> there was only one good cover of a song from 1989, it turns out. The end. Uh, no, there are many more. Um, while Nick is cleaning up, I will intro the next one, um, which is actually the newest cover on the list. Um, when you know when we do the best of the month uh, at the end of the month on the site, this will certainly be on it. Uh, the group is Star Crawler. Um, they're an LA punk band that's on Rough Trade Records. Uh, this came out just a week or two ago, and on the soundtrack to the movie Pet Cemetery, it is the song Pet Cemetery by the Ramones, which came out in 1989. See, you know, the Ramones were so maligned for that song, but it's been covered so much. And, like, remember, Plain White Tees were in here. They covered it. That's great, Starcrawler. I love that song by the Ramones. I've never had a problem with that one. No, I just think it was like... It's just so ridiculous. No, I I think it was just, you know, before they got into, like, like my favorite Ramones song is probably the least Ramones song sounding ever. But, like, um, before they, you know... Like anybody else, like you know, like people are still pissed off that Metallica's not going. Durr-rum, durr-rum. People were pissed off that the, the, you know, the Ramones were like, it wasn't just one, two, three, four, and two minutes later they were done. This was like an actual like four minute song, and they're like, what are you guys doing? It's so funny to hear that because you know, as someone, I came to the Ramones after the Ramones were done, so I don't have the sort of historical context. So for me, that's just a classic Ramones song. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. differentiate it from I want to be sedated or whatever. I would just say, you know, this one, the Ramones, ten or twenty or thirty best songs. Um, so, you know, when you, it, these controversies that seem so big at the time and get people so outraged, I think, as you say, people cover it all the time. I think it's sort of settled into just now, being, now. now, right now, I think it's settled in, in hindsight, you know, 30 years later into just being a great Ramones song. 
And I love that cover. I mean, it's kind of like reminds me of if anyone knows Best Coast. It's kind yeah. of got the same thing of like shoegaze mixed with you know fifty surf rock. And well, I think I, it's you, great. You saw me. I squealed when I saw Starcrawler. I just love them. And Lori, I'd like to apologize because for the next uh, hour or so, uh, this studio is going to smell like a Starbucks bathroom. So <laughs> better than it smells when we walk in. It just smells like There's a regular that. bathroom. There's so that. It's good. Classy bathroom. Ray Patchett is here at <laughs> CoverMeSongs.com. What else we got? We're talking about the best covers of songs from the year 1989. All right, I want to go to Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. This yes. is one that I played about three seconds of on our Madonna show because it, like a prayer, was the big medley, um, which didn't really do it justice. The three seconds were great, but a few more seconds I think is even better. This is, um, she's played this live a bunch. This She's never like recorded it on an album or an EP or something. I wish she would. But she did record it in the studio once. Um, this is a version that it was like one of those iTunes uh, sessions they used to do. Came out in 2011. Um, so this is uh, Grace Potter doing Like a Prayer. to skip ahead to like the 345 mark because it's long and I want to just play a little bit of where it goes. Does she it, have the choir and everything or no? No choir, but she's got the nocturnals, which is sort of all the backing you need. <laughs> Lori's right. She's she's so great. And that's, I mean, honestly, I, I truly believe that Like a Prayer, that's that's Madonna's Sgt. Pepper. That I mean, I don't think she she's ever going to come close to that again. That album was just flawless. All right, here we go. A little more of just later. I wanted to play a snippet of. Just like a prayer, I'll take you there Just like a dream to me That's because I didn't see it going there. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of part of the choir part you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got the backing band. I mean, it's amazing. The whole thing, it's like six or seven minutes long. And, I mean, she's belts. If anyone knows Grace Pottery, knows she can belt like just about no one. Um, so the whole thing is worth is worth seeking out. All right, let's go uh, in a... Well, actually, I was about to say a different direction, but we were just sort of talking choirs. So this is a gospel song, so it's actually not that different a direction, though the, this, the resulting sound is quite different. This is a group called the Dixie Hummingbirds, who are one of the oldest gospel groups out there. They fa were founded in 1928. Wow. 1928, and they're still going. And this song, uh, this is their cover of Personal Jesus, and it came out in 2006. And the guy who sings it, named Ira Tucker, the album was called The Last Man Standing, because he was from the early days of that group. He, when this was recorded, had been performing with the Dixie Hummingbirds for 70 years. 
70 years at this point. He unfortunately passed a few years later, um, I think two years later. But yeah, but before he did, this was this was his last album uh, under the Dixie Hummingbirds name, and uh, this is Personal Jesus. Boys, oh, the Blind Boys from Alabama over like a Peter Gunn bass line. That's amazing. It was totally Peter Gunn. Isn't yeah. that cool? I, I love that. I mean, I didn't even know this was one of those that I, you know, it came out in 2006 and I never heard it until I was, you know, I was like personal Jesus. I could play the Johnny Cash one, but well, we're going to play a different Johnny Cash song in a minute. So I was like, eh, you know, is there, what else is out there? I had some other covers. They were all fine. Um, but I was just trying to dig a little deeper. And, you know, that's what I love about doing this is sometimes you stumble upon something like that, that it got no press. The album cover looks like, you know, the, the guy's kid photoshopped it himself. Like it's this very obscure, but it's amazing. And it's this, I mean, in a way like Cash, though in a different style, a guy, you know, nearing the end of a, of a long and, and rich life. And, you know, his voice is, it's not what it was, but in a way it makes it more powerful. Um, so I think it's just phenomenal. And again, like Cash, you know, you take a song that's not actually intended originally as like a gospel song, as a religious Christian song, but, you know, they're a gospel group and Cash heard the song and said, you know, we can, this is, I can interpret this in a Christian way as a, you know, sort of as a Christian standard, which is what Cash did and what he does. And I think it, it works perfectly. Um, well, speaking of Cash, Cash, as it turned out, covered a number of songs from 1989 on his um, various American uh, recordings with Rick Rubin. I um, guess that was a fruitful year for them. So, like I said, I could have played his personal Jesus, but instead, uh, another song from that year, I Won't Back Down, uh, by Tom Petty and featuring Tom Petty. Uh, you can hear him a little bit on the chorus, um, and he, he played some of the guitar, too. This is, this is the album after Cash was backed by the Heartbreakers. He was backed by the Heartbreakers on the second American album for the whole thing. This is the third. Um, a few Heartbreakers play on it, and obviously, including Petty on I Won't Back Down. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Gonna stand my ground, won't be turned around. And I'll keep this world from dragging me down, gonna stand my ground. And I won't back down. Hey, baby. Uh, listen to Petty in the background. You can almost hear him. He must have had like an ear-to-ear grin. <laughs> yeah, there he is. I mean, that's one of those 
like so many of those recordings, it's one of those that like everyone knows. It's not, you know, some deep cut. It's the opposite of what I was just talking about. This yeah. is not exactly something I just discovered. But, you know, you hear it, or hurt would be an obvious example. You hear it, you actually listen again, no matter how many times you've heard it. I mean, it still works. It's still powerful. Um, and and uh, so many songs on those albums uh, are like that, I think. Mm. All right, let's go. Uh, oh, okay. Well, the very different uh, mood. Um from Johnny Cash to Paula Abdul, which is sort of a, a wild genre swing. Uh, this is Luna, the group Luna, um, which people may know, uh, Dean Wareham of uh, Galaxy 500. This was one of the groups that came after. Uh, he's, he does covers constantly um, in all sorts of forms, solo. He just had a covers album out a few months ago, and Luna has done covers albums. He's always doing covers. Uh, this is one that came out on a, uh, a compilation uh, that I really liked five or six years ago called Guilt by Association. The idea was that these were all guilty pleasures of the people covering them. Um, so this is Luna covering Straight Up by Paula Abdul. Oh my God. Lost in a dream I don't know which way to go I remember Luna so vividly because Galaxy, like Galaxy 500, nobody knows that band, and it's criminal. Yeah. Criminal. Yeah, they, um, like I say, I love him. He's in every capacity. He's always changing bands, you know, or just doing solo stuff. He just did a this duo album where he covered all sorts of like Western songs from like the cowboy era or cowboy style um, just a couple months ago. And I'm sure he'll have more covers out before the end of the year. Um, actually, periodically when I'm on here, people tweet at me to play more uh, Dean Wareham covers. So here we go. That There's one. Um, all right, let's let's keep it uh keep it a little mellow for a minute here with Sturgill Sturgill Simpson um he's also he doesn't do anywhere near as many covers but when he does one it makes a count you know he did that Nirvana cover on his most recent album that I think I played on here um and that one got a lot of attention and then on the previous album the one that sort of made him you know as famous as he is uh he covered The Promise by When in Rome uh and it's one of my favorite all-time songs another ever, song ever, that ever. gets covered all the time and often very good. I mean, it's a song that really lends itself to different interpretations. It, it does a lot. a lot, which is interesting. Um, I didn't. I've actually heard this probably ten covers of the song before I actually heard the original. As a future Patreon person to uh-huh. CoverMeSongs.com, would you please put a playlist together of all of When in Rome, the Promise covers? That's a good idea. Because I we, would we love could, to hear that. I could definitely do. It. It'd be a long playlist, but yeah, sure. We could nice. do the top ten or fifteen or something. There you go. There's a, another another upcoming Patreon exclusive. <laughs> there's, there's so many. All right, so this is uh, Sturgill Simpson doing The Promise. Don't look to strangers You know in the end I'll always be there When you're in doubt When you're in danger Take a look all around 
I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of rhymes to say. It's interesting, considering, you know, the original is, like, diametrically opposed. That So he has a good quote, actually, he said when this came out, sort of about exactly that. He said, I believe that it's the song is about one of 3,000 brilliant compositions from the 80s that got lost in production. I always thought the lyrics to The Promise made for a very beautiful, sweet love song and decided, and I like this part, I'd like to lay down a somewhat countrypolitan version. Well, it's it sounds like a country song. That's the yeah. thing. The lyrics really have the heartbreak and the poignancy of a country song. And that's, I think, the first time I heard this, I was actually riding in a car with my husband, and I turned to him and I go, I know this song. I know every word, but I can't recognize it. And it took me about five minutes to realize, oh my God, it's The Promise, which is one of my favorite songs. But to hear it like this, even it took me that's a amazing. few minutes to recognize well, I think it. I, I, I agree with that. And I think, you know, that's sometimes what separates the, the very good covers from the great covers. There's a couple other songs on this list that I'll probably play that are taking 80s, you know, 80s style songs and turning them into country. There's at least one I can think of. And it's fun and I like them. But, you know, it doesn't sound like it was originally a country song. It sounds like you're taking Guns N' Roses or whatever and, and singing it with some banjo, which, again, I like. I'm not dissing that. That's a lot of what I listen to. But, yeah, something like that, you listen to it and you say... How is this different than the original again? Because I can't really remember how the original sounded. It sounds so perfect in this style. I mean, this is. I mean, that's one of the just great greatest covers of the past decade. Period. Um, I think it was number one or two on our list that year. If we do it wow. at the end of the decade, it'll be up there. I mean, it's just I think phenomenal how good that cover is. All right, listen, Ray Paget is here of CoverMeSongs.com. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with more covers of the best songs from 1989. The year of our Lord, 1989. Oh, I remember it. The Capizios, the Manic Panic, the big puffy shoulders, the pads, Esprit Forever. We'll be right back on Feedback. Don't look to a stranger You know in the end I'll always be there Stick around. Feedback returns in just a moment. to great artists with unique covers of their songs. This is Cover Me on Feedback. The greatest rivalries in American history. Hatfields versus McCoys. Red Sox versus the Yankees. Tonight, Harvard versus Yale. In a blood match. In the light, brand new episode on volume. Alan Light is going to be throwing down at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. in the West with Tom Morello. Let's get ready to elitist rumble. Yes, uh, Alan Light from the mean streets of Yale versus Tom Morello, Harvard-educated rocker that he is. Alan chats about um, uh, everything from his guitar virtuosity with Tom Morello, his playing technique, performing live, and the influences that helped him form his signature sound. So that's tonight in the light. 
Alan Light sitting down with a great guy, too. Smart guy, Tom Morello. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. in the West. If you miss the show, anytime you can hear it on demand, SiriusXM.com, the SiriusXM app, or at home on SiriusXM connected devices and speakers. So that is In the Light tonight with Alan Light sitting down with Tom Morello, 7 p.m. in the East. Ray Paget is here. Uh, CoverMeSongs.com is his website. We are breaking down the best covers of songs from the year 1989. So we started the first segment with a cover from uh, South of the Border, and let's start this one with a different one. Uh, the last one was a group from Colombia. This is a group from Mexico City called Tropical Forever, Tropical with a K. Um, they, they're, they're great. They emailed me just uh, years ago, maybe seven or eight years ago, just saying, you know, we post all these covers of, on SoundCloud where we translate these song, all these popular songs into, you know, sort of electronic styles, but also bringing in cumbia or various other sort of local rhythms. We translate the lyrics, and, you know, none of them had any plays. They were just sort of posting these things on SoundCloud, but I loved them. I did a big feature on them. They kept going. They keep posting more and more. Um, and so this is uh, the, the cover they do of a song from one of the hits of 1989. Uh, it's called The Look originally, but again, they translate it. So their version is called Cambiar Du Look. I love okay, them. That's crazy. Isn't that? It, it's it's bonkers. And it, I mean it in a good way. Oh, I, I, like I say, I I took one listen. I don't remember what the original songs they sent me were. I don't remember if that was one of them. But they're all kind of like that and in that style and all songs you wouldn't you wouldn't immediately think would work. But uh, they're great. Apparently, they're like a party band in Mexico City. It's like so the Mexrisi like, version. Like the yeah. Morrissey. Isn't that the name of that band? Mexrisi. Mexrisi. Oh, Mexrisi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... like Morrissey like covers and in, in Tex-Mex, yeah. That's kind of like Tex-Mex mariachi on speed, kind of. Yeah, with like la- drum machines really fast, fast <laughs> faster than you might be able to actually play mariachi music. You Love know what it. this segment's doing for me? I actually thought I hated 1989. You're kind of you've picked through it and found the things I love about 1989. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to. Well, you did play Paula Abdul, and I'm sure we'll get to Millie Vanilli at some point, but. <laughs> Um, to me, that's 1989, but I forgot about, it's It's a time when alternative music is cresting, and for me, Roxette is alternative plus pop, you know? So, I love Roxette. Secret, secret Roxette obsessive right here. I hate that song, but I love Roxette. <laughs> I love that song. So, let's go, let, all right, let's do uh, another group that I know has even, has been in this studio recently, uh, New Kids on the Block. <gasps> Yeah. Speaking of speaking of personal favorites, um, you know, and boy bands are in the news uh, these days. Um, I know they've been covered a lot here. Um, so this is uh, you got it parentheses the right stuff, uh, and the group is called Huff This all caps exclamation point Huff This, doing uh, you got it parentheses the right stuff. It's this is a um, a musician slash dancer. She's a professional ballerina named Allison Clancy. Um, and she has this sort of on and on, on again, off again project 
um, with various collaborators. Uh, they, they haven't done much, all that many songs, but uh, there's a great music video for this one too where it's all, it's all dance. So this is a very different version of You Got It by Huff This. Your first kiss was a sweet kiss Second kiss had a twist Your third and your fourth I don't want to miss I can see it in your walk Hear it in your talk See it in everything you do Even in your thoughts You've got the right stuff That is demented. <laughs> demented. I like it, but it's like... I love the ones where you're like, how did... What? And how did they come up with that? See, that's the thing. I find... I, I listen to a lot of Coffee House, Sirius XM Coffee House here on the weekends. Um, and I find that young artists, what it's it's like they're looking for the most bizarre choice possible to make it like the most unusual sounding version of that song and then it gets a lot of attention yeah what i like about that one though is in terms of actual coffee houses that's absolutely a trend but they're often like so smooth and polished and just like you know there's no rough edges whereas what i like about them is like first of all the recording quality is not great but also it just it's still a little weird even though the format i mean it's girls harmonizing over an acoustic guitar somehow the way they do it just seems like if it was played in a starbucks it might be a little grading which i appreciate well it is grading is the right word it's just this side of out of tune and and because of that it's kind of like punk acoustic if there's yeah yeah it's not the smooth thing it's like these discordant almost like just jarring and disturbing harmonies as i said that was like that was just that was demented all right well Demented is the perfect transition into this next song. This is by uh, someone named Palm Dieter. And I'm not going to say what it is yet because I think it's better as a surprise. But I will say this. I'm cheating a little playing this. And the way I'm cheating is this isn't technically a cover song by the strictest definition. It's more of a mass a mashup. Um, but the reason I wanted to play it is, A, this is a song from 1989 I wanted represented. I couldn't find any covers that were all that good of it, including Devo, who's covered this. And, you know, I love Devo, but it, theirs isn't that good. Um, so instead, we're going a little a little off what I usually do, um, but I think it's worth it. This is just insane. It is bizarre. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's two songs that you would not expect to go together um, by someone who goes by Palm Dieter. Got money, I'll do anything for you. like a hole maybe <laughs> and you hear the other one as i said head like a hole head like a hole oh, maybe, maybe? <laughs> um it, yeah i think they, they call it call me a hole but same idea <laughs> i just stumbled across that so you know mashups and stuff i think they're sort of like a cousin to a cover song it's not something i follow um because it's different it that's all you know 
or elements of the original two songs. But sometimes I just stumble across something in a Google alert or something. And that, I mean, I just, I just love that. It doesn't technically count as a cover. It's cheating a little to play it. But I wanted to play something with Head Like a Hole. None of the covers, in terms of my enjoyment of them, come even close to that just insane, bizarre, ridiculous mashup. I will go on mashup like rabbit holes on YouTube and like before I know, I look up, because you know, YouTube, the algorithm, like oh, you might like this. I'll look up and like three hours have passed and I'm yeah. just like, holy smokes. There's someone who at the end, I forget his name, but they're very popular. At the end of every year, he does like a 10 minute mashup of all the big hits of that year, you know, at like December 31st or something. They're always just hilarious. And he, he does the videos and stuff too. Like I say, a little out of my turf, but when I stumble upon them, I really enjoy them. Um, however, there is a mashup on this list that is also a cover. Uh, this is by a group called Big Daddy. And again, I'm not going to say what it is because it's better being a surprise, but I'll say who they are. They are sort of a novelty covers band, and their gimmick, uh, which they do very well, and I, I always enjoy, is they sort of play popular songs of the time they were primarily in the late 80s and early 90s so this came out only a year or two after the original song they play popular songs of the time sort of in various oldies styles <laughs> whether it be skiffle or doo-wop or rockabilly or you know elvis presley rock and roll um so this is uh yeah this is one of them you will hear again two songs that you will both recognize but they're recording it themselves, so it is, unlike the last one, technically a cover by Big Daddy. I'm not looking at the I'm not looking at the list, so let me guess. The lion sleeps in the jungle. They just call it Welcome to the Jungle, but that would be a better name. I like it. I like it. It's amazing, and I like how they do that. The you know I want to watch you bleed, and then they go in, take bleed right into the a wee um away. That's great. So ridiculous, but they've got like four albums, and they're all like that. They're just nuts. I love them. Um, all right, let's all right, let's let's take it down for a minute here um, with something a little more mellow. This is a very popular singer in Ireland, uh, and reasonably popular here too, named James Vincent McMorrow. Um, he recorded, uh, like a decade ago, he recorded this cover of Wicked Game, uh, the Chris Isaac song that is often covered. And the sort of interesting thing about this, which I actually didn't realize until, you know, looking up some more about it for the show, is that, you know, I, we posted it when it came out, and I've loved it ever since it came out, but I think two years ago. It was used in a Game of Thrones trailer and went from being this little sort of, you know, I think it was like on a tour EP or something, this obscure cover he did, um, to now it's his second most streamed song on Spotify. It was like this huge hit seven or eight years after he released it, solely because, you know, 30 seconds of it was included in these Game of Thrones trailers that, as we know from a week or two ago, you know, get watched like hundreds of millions of times on YouTube. So... So yeah, so it's you know one of these syncs that made it from an obscure song to this uh, one of his most popular songs. But it's I mean it's simple. It's just him, but uh, and it's live. But it's it's beautiful. I love his voice. This is James Vincent McMorrow, Wicked Game. World was on fire. No one could save me but you. 
That's just in concert one day. It's amazing. He Hear the wow. fingers on the guitar, like yeah, it's so simple. It it's so simple, but his voice is just stunning. I, uh, I actually a few years after that ended up being his publicist for an album, so I saw a bunch of his shows and you know went around with him for a while. And it's amazing, like he's just you know he's a, sort of an, an Irish bloke. He's <laughs> just a nice guy. He's funny, and then he goes on stage and you know like flips a switch and just starts belting his own songs. He also goes that high and sort of sings like that. And they're just amazing. The other cover, I should say, that's worth looking up. So this is his second most popular song on Spotify. His first most popular song on Spotify is also a cover, which is worth checking out. It's of a higher love, and it is equally amazing. Wow. All right, let's take a quick break. we got some more to go from the year 1989, courtesy of Ray Padgett of CoverMeSongs.com. Stick around. It's feedback. Down in the heart, hidden in the stars above Without it, life is wasted time Look inside your heart, I'll look Feedback inside. returns in just a moment Things look so bad Shining a spotlight on the lesser-known covers and cover artists This is Cover Me on Feedback all right, uh, happy Good Friday. Praise him! And uh, joyous Passover to our Jewish friends. Sirius XM 106, it is volume feedback. Nick Carter, Lori Majewski, and we are chopping it up with the Ray Padgett of CoverMeSongs.com. Uh, he is giving us... Uh, a bit of a curveball this time. The best cover songs of 1989. So, not from 1989, but covers of songs from the year 1989. And one big album and artist of 1989 that I want to make sure we hit before uh, we run out of time here is, of course, The Cure. Uh, Disintegration came out 30 years ago next month. I just looked it up May 2nd, so only a couple weeks away. Um so, obviously, there are many covers of many songs off of that, um, but the one I'm going to play is by a British singer named Kate Walsh. Um, she, on this 2010 covers album, uh, did a terrific version and sort of a, a different version um, of the song Lullaby off of Disintegration. Um, so, this is Kate Walsh doing Lullaby. On Candy's dry blade the Spider-Man comes Softly through the shadow of the evening sun Stealing past the windows of the blissfully dead Looking for the victim, shivering in bed And searching out fear in the gathering gloom And suddenly a movement in the corner of the room there's nothing I can do 
I realize with a fright the Spider-Man is having me for dinner tonight. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Isn't that great? I love that. Wow. She is, uh, I mean, in a, what, I, what I like about it is, well, I like a lot of things about it, but one thing I think that's very impressive is that, you know, The Cure, very some many of their songs have a certain darkness um, or creepiness, you know, a lot of, some of which is the production, some of which is Robert Smith. But, you know, it, it's hard to sort of pull off dark and creepy necessarily if you're just, you know, singing at a piano. You know, that usually ends up or often ends up sounding sort of bright. But the way she sings and it, when she goes down to that whisper part, you know, at the end of that first verse, um, I just think it's sort of it really it's it's really creepy in a good way um, and in sort of a surprising way, given that until the strings come in at the end of the clip we heard, it's just her and a piano. It's very mm. simple and basic, but she just kills it. I love that. And I hate whispering in a song as a, as a rule, but that's amazing. And Diamond de Gallus did a pretty good job of being creepy at the piano. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it's unheard of. Um, that was amazing. Dude. Isn't guys, that great? Do you guys mind if I play a little bit of the original? Because I'm having trouble even thinking of the original now after hearing that. Great. Yeah. Much more wow. Talk about making something your own. That's phenomenal. A little different. A little bit different. But now I know why whenever I whisper, you tell me to stop whispering. It's just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, creepy's good in that case. Yeah. Needs to be used judiciously, I that guess. That really is good. Seriously. All right. Well, let's go to another anniversary, actually, that is coming up this year. It's the 20th anniversary of Tom Jones's best-selling album ever, <laughs> which I didn't realize it was this big, given that you know how many hits he's had for how many decades. But Reload, the covers album he came out with in 1999. <laughs> that's his best. Isn't that isn't he's that nuts? That's his best-selling album ever. He's been at it since the 60s. I, I, the, it, he must have been. People who know more Tom, than Tom Jones, but I do. But my guess is maybe he was more of a singles artist, you know. Um, so better than like the the album with it's not unusual. What's new, Pussycat, whatever. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe they were all on different albums. Someone, like I say, someone who knows more. But best selling album ever was Reload, uh, a, a covers album he did with all sorts of modern producers, you know, covering Iggy Pop and the Kinks and and Portishead and Talking Heads, which was one of the best known ones. But the cover of a song from 1989 he did on that album features the Italian singer Zuccaro, uh, and it is, of all things, She Drives Me Crazy. I love him. Zuccaro's a maniac. <laughs> mm, tell me what you got in mind Cause we're running out of time Won't you ever set me free This waiting round is king That's great. Can I just, as a, an aside, it's not a cover, but the fact that you mentioned Zuccaro, this this weekend, take four minutes and check out Zuccaro Diablo in Me. It's fucking phenomenal. That guy's a maniac. Never heard that. That's one of his own songs. Diablo in Me, and there's a live version that's just unbelievable. Great. 
That's that's great. Isn't that awesome? That the whole thing. album. I mean, it's one of these things that shouldn't work. And, you know, Tom Jones at that point was pretty long in the tooth anyway. But it's just so good and so fun. That's the thing. It's like, it. I mean, he's, he has so much energy. See, I have even to in have 1999. now, but at the time after his Prince cover, I yeah. just found it so dopey that I wouldn't yeah. have checked out the rest of the record. Now I can be have a little bit more fun with it, and I can go back and check out the rest of these covers. And so that was a quasi-hit for him, too, when he covered Kiss. Remember him yeah. dancing around the video? Yeah, video, yeah. yeah. And that's that's not on this record, so if you don't like that cover... It isn't? No. The, be, feel, feel, uh, feel okay. You can listen to the entire record, not encounter Tom Jones. Covering Kiss. No, the hit off this record, um, at least in Britain, I don't know if it was a hit here, was it was Burning Down the House, which he did with <laughs> uh, with the Cardigans. That's right. He did burn, that was, that was right. a big hit. The other hit, the other hit is the only um, the only non-cover on the record, which is Sex Bomb, is also off oh, of this right. record. That's the one original original song. Um, all right, we only have a few minutes left, so let's go to um, let's go to Unwoman. Uh, I think I may have played her in a medley or two before. She covers a lot of stuff. This is a San Francisco cellist, um, and she does really interesting things where she loops her voice and her cello alongside electronics. Um, and in this case, she covered a song that actually originally was a song from 1983, but it didn't become a hit until 1989, uh, Send Me an Angel by Real Life. Wow. I forgot about that. That was one that came out, and then it wasn't a hit till it came out. Is Send Me an Angel 89. 89, yeah. 89, they added, yeah. I guess they remixed it or re-recorded it or yeah, something. they just pumped it up. <laughs> but sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes a second try. Um, but yeah, she does. She has so many covers. She actually has a Patreon, too. So uh, after you support Cover Me, you should support her. You get like a new song, a new cover every month. Um, she records a ton of them and is great. All right, we have time for one or two more. Uh, so let's go to the Mooney Suzuki. This is also off of that Guilt by Association covers album, the same one with Luna doing Straight Up. Um, they covered Cher doing Cher's song, uh, Just Like Jesse James. They're a garage band uh, from New York. They toured with the White Stripes, Kings of Leon, people like that. And uh, this is their contribution to the Guilt by Association album. Honey, but you met your match tonight Oh, that's right Then you lock me on my feet till I'm flat on the floor Till my heart is crying and you and I'm begging for more So come on, baby, come on, baby Come on, baby, show me what that loaded gun is for You can give it, I can take it I forgot that song existed <laughs> we were talking about Cher the other day, and I was like, I, that was like another one of her hits that I completely forgot was a thing. I think this is one of those that I, which is not that unusual for me. I think I heard the cover. I don't think I knew the song when this tribute album came out uh, in the early days of Cover Me. Um, so I had to go back and listen. And I was like, wow, this, first of all, it's weird even for a Cher. Like, it's, it doesn't even sound like a Cher song necessarily. And then their cover sounds even more different. 
Um, all right, let's see if we can cram uh, one more in here. This is uh, another band that's been in the news recently, Motley Crue. Uh, this is a cover by the Mavericks. Um, and it's sort of, we got a bit of a, a, a Tex-Mex theme going. There have been a few of those. This is another one. They don't translate the lyrics, but they're a sort of Latin uh, country band. They blend, blend Latin sounds and country music. Uh, girls, from, girls, girls. From Florida. <laughs> chicas, chicas, chicas. Dr. Feelgood. Ah. Uh, Dr. Feel Bueno, I guess. Um <laughs> No, they don't translate it. But this is from a country Motley Crue tribute album in 2014 um, that is mostly not great, but I like this one. <laughs> Rattail Jimmy is a second-hand hood. He deals out in Hollywood. Got a 65 Chevy Primer flames traded for some powdered goods. Jigsaw Jimmy, he's running again, but I hear he's doing okay. Got a cozy little job, sells a Mexican mob, packages of candy cane. If I didn't know what that was, I would have no idea what that was. So <laughs> the guys in Motley Crue apparently really liked it. There's a couple good quotes. Vince Neil said, uh, you f- it feels like you're in Miami during a drug bust. <laughs> and Nikki Six said, I think they kind of smoked us on this one a little bit. Uh, which I like. So we're running out of time, but let me say, if you want all of those and about 20 or 30 more, uh, there is a playlist exclusively available to uh, Cover Me's Patreon supporters, um, patreon.com slash cover me. Thanks to Debbie Barnes, shout out, who I see has uh, subscribed during this segment. Yeah. So join her and get the uh, full playlist and way more. One less latte, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a coffee a month. All right, man. Thank you, Ray Padgett. We're out. Have a good weekend. Bye.